Welcome into another edition of the Ebony Bird Podcast. I'm your host, Jake McDonald. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Ebony underscore Bird and check us out on our website at EbonyBird.com. This podcast being brought to you by Fansided and you are hearing it through either iTunes or Blog Talk Radio. Again, I'm your host, Jake McDonald. You can follow me on Twitter at jmcdonald 95 And, of course, check out my sports blog, Charm City Birdwatch, Charm City Birdwatch BW on Twitter and our website as well. Uh, we're here today joined by our two site experts, Chris Schistler at FootballMan58 and Joe Schiller at Joe Schiller with two R's. And, again, before we get started, another reminder to download the Ebony Bird app from the App Store. Some of the uh, articles that got published today, Ravens Flock, Stop Complaining About Juju Smith. Uh, Richard Bradshaw wrote that. Uh, we had one from Dustin Cox, uh, Baltimore Ravens, three quarterbacks they could target in the NFL draft. Chris is all over it today. Don't let the Ravens struggles fool you. The NFL is fun. And Joe was also at it as well. The Packers injuries, injuries excuse me, offer winnable week 11 matchup for the Baltimore Ravens. And that's what we're going to dive into today. So, fellas, uh, here we are. We'll shoot over to Chris. And then, uh, Joe, I know we talked a little bit before the show. Chris has a lot of things he wants to get off his chest. Uh, recapping the Ravens bye week, just... How would everybody enjoy their um, NFL Sunday slash Monday night without having to watch the Ravens? We'll shoot over to Chris first, then head over to Joe. Well, I'm angrier than I was this entire season because the Ravens didn't play, and I enjoyed it more than any week of the season. That's a problem. When when your team plays, you should enjoy it more than when your team doesn't play. But, no, I enjoyed enjoyed watching – some good football from a, the Redskins Vikings uh, was a good game. The Rams, man, they're putting on a show. Oh my goodness, I never thought I'd be jealous of the Los Angeles Rams going into this season. Um, I mean, you just look around the league; there's fun football being played. Um, you look at the NFC; it's just I, I, the entire AFC should be jealous. But it's just I I've never been this angry at the Ravens because they didn't even play, and it made me realize how hard this season has been on the heart. Yeah, this season's been a tough one. You know, it's bad when you need a bye week as much as the Ravens do. Um, it was just nice to sit back and kind of watch the other games, and not have to worry about you know yelling or screaming at Joe Flacco throwing two yard, two yard checkdowns every play. But, uh, I mean, like Chris said, the rest of the NFL, it was, it was a good week to, to watch. The rest of the NFL was fun. I mean, there were some great games on, granted, maybe the Sunday night football game wasn't great between the Patriots and Broncos, but we had some good afternoon games. And uh, the Ravens didn't even play, and they're still in the thick of things that they even, I think, got even a little better after this week because um, because of a couple losses, they just sent one game out of the six wildcard spot uh, behind the Bills and then the tiebreaker over the um, – the Dolphins and the Raiders. This team is frustrated this whole season, and they still find a way to suck us back in. So we've got a lot more losses this year. Yeah, absolutely. For the Ravens, seven games remaining. Uh, you can take a look at these. They're, I mean, really all these winnable games, but five of them in particular. Just taking a look at it, uh, the Packers at away and the Texans at home on, on Monday Night Football, both facing backup quarterbacks. The Lions at home, followed by the Steelers on Sunday Night Football. Those are the two uh, tough games on their schedule. And then they close out at Cleveland, home against the Colts, and home against the Bengals. So really, some really winnable games here. And if the Ravens were to win five games and go five and two down the stretch, they'd finish nine and seven. And realistically. Uh, that puts them right in the thick of the playoff hunt. The uh, winner uh, of the final playoff slot may only have eight or nine wins to their credit. So, Joe and then Chris, you know, looking at these seven games, 
you look at it right now and you say, compared to some of these teams because of all the backup quarterbacks or no names we're facing, you feel good about that. But then you, you know, watch how the Ravens played against the likes of Mitchell Trubisky and, you know, Case Keenum and then how they played last week against the Titans. And there really is no way to predict what's going to happen here. Yeah, it's such a week-to-week league, and even a team like the Ravens, like we have no idea what they're going to be like week in and week out. I mean, we you'd think that at the end of this, to end out the season, that they have such a winnable schedule that they'd be able to pull out those wins that they need to to finish the nine and seven or eight and eight. But I don't think we can even feel confident in that because, you, like you said, games like the Bears and other games like that where we expect the Ravens to win, they find, they somehow find a way to lose it. So I I just don't know. I mean, even games where you're facing like a Jacoby Brissett and the Colts. Or even like a game where you're playing the Browns, who knows? It's just I, I don't have any confidence that they're going to be able to win and win handily. I mean, they always find a way to make some of these games close when they don't need to be, and that's why if they sneak into the playoffs, I don't have any confidence that they'll, they'll make any noise because there are just so many other good teams that once they come against a better team like the Patriots, if they can't win the games they're supposed to be, there's no way there's going to be, they're going to be the better teams in the AFC. Yeah, it's hard to disagree with anything Joe just said. If I had to put a money bet down on it, I would bet eight and eight would be the most likely record. I think we're we're going to win some of these games because we're more competent than the incompetent teams we play. But I think we're going to we're going to lose at least two more games, probably the Lions and the Steelers. Although we, I want to be shocked if we won one of those games, but I think we're going to lose a game we have no business losing because that's what the Ravens have done this year. I, they're going to keep us sucked into the end, but I, I think it's going to be a lot like last year, 2016, 8-8, and eight, uh, and nothing nothing changed from last season, so why should the record change? I, I see 8-8 eight and eight being the most likely. I think 9-7 and seven in a playoff uh, sneak backwards into the playoffs. I, <laughs> I think that's the best high-end thing we could hope for. So one thing the Ravens will have to look forward to is the return of running back Danny Woodhead, who was injured on the first series of the opening uh, game against the Bengals. He is eligible to return. He uh, practiced recently, you know, right around the, uh, the bye week, he returned to the practice field. But if he comes back Sunday, you know, we certainly saw what he could do on that er- opening drive. Uh, really, you, you have to question when he missed basically all of training camp in the preseason with a hamstring injury and then came back for week one if he was a little rushed. Um, but again, here's a guy who tore his ACL last season and has only played in a couple of snaps since the beginning of 2016. Um, so really hasn't been on the field. He's a running back over 30, and we just haven't seen him be be able to stay on the field since what happened last year. So can he make an impact? Absolutely, I believe he can. Um, but, you know, we haven't seen him stay healthy in relatively a two-year time period. So that's really, you know, the, the big question we're going to face here. And also, with him coming back, the Ravens announced that they cut Bobby Rainey, uh, brought in an offensive lineman from the Rams um, as a result of that roster transition. So what this means when Woodhead comes back is there's going to be less carries for Alex Collins. And, of course, Al- um Buck Allen's won't have much of a factor unless Winhead gets hurt again. Of course, you know, Buck Allen might be the lost guy and when it, when is all said and done. Um, but again, you could look at this. If, if Woodhead stays healthy, you could have Collins as 
the guy that's going to go in between the tackles and pick up the big yards on first and second down. Then you have Woodhead in passing and shotgun situations. You can even use him in the slot as well. Um, so barring any injury to Woodhead, that's I'm assuming what's going to happen. I would expect him to get a lot of uh, shotgun snaps and in the slot. So we'll shoot over to Chris and then Joe. Um, what are your thoughts on Danny Woodhead? Uh, we not don't know for sure if he's going to play on Sunday, but barring another setback, it sounds like he could return in Green Bay this Sunday at 1 o'clock. Well, in the check down offense, that's pretty good to have a running back that can catch the ball the way Woodhead can. Baltimore Ravens don't run an offense. They run a check down offense. That's, that's what it is. I mean, Dennis Pitta's comments kind of, you know, wow. It's one read and he has to check it down. That's, that's garbage. That's Bush League. And Danny Woodhead's going to be great for that. So the one good thing about running an incompetent offense is that when you have a weapon like Danny Woodhead, it can make it look almost passable. I mean, you saw Flacco throw it to Woodhead three times before he got hurt in one drive. I think Flacco is going to overly lean on Woodhead. I think after a while that's going to be a problem. Um, we still don't know if Woodhead can stay healthy, but he's going to be a big part of it because, like I said, this is not your average offense. This is a check-down offense, and that's exactly why they signed Danny Woodhead. Yeah, Woodhead can have a big impact on the check-down offense because it's one of those players you actually throw it to on the check-down and you can actually make a play out of it. Usually we see Flacco dumping it off to a guy like Ben Watson who's immediately tackled two yards after he catches the ball, but Woodhead has that ability be elusive and kind of avoid defenders to get that like six or seven yard gain or even break it for the big for the big yard gain. So we'll see what happens with that. I mean I'm sure Marty Morningway is just so happy now that he has another guy he can just throw a check down to. <laughs> but um it's Woodhead has legitimately has the, the ability to be one of the best receivers the Ravens have, which is pretty sad when you think about it. But I mean he has more he has almost more yards or does have more yards um on the season in that one drive that Rashad Perryman has the entire season. So, I mean, that's pretty crazy, and it's often it shows how bad the Ravens receivers have been, but he's a trusted target. He's been in the league for a while. You could already tell that him and Flacco had a lot of chemistry, even on that first drive. So look for him to probably be utilized immediately if he's playing on Sunday, barring any injury, because when he's healthy, he's very good, and Joe Flacco always wants to have that check down guy, and with Pitta gone, he needs that new security blanket. We are the Ebony Bird Podcast, brought to you by Fansided, the official Baltimore Ravens podcast of Fansided. I'm your host, Jake McDonald. You can follow me on Twitter at jmcdonald95 and Ebony Bird on Twitter at ebony underscore bird. Our two site experts joining us tonight, uh, FootballMan58 is Chris Schistler out on Twitter, and Joe Schiller with two R's is Joe. Uh, getting ready to depart for Thanksgiving break here, the last uh, week of classes fully for me. I know some people have some classes, at least the way the, uh, the state system in Pennsylvania works. Some people... Uh, have what well, we usually have classes on Monday next week before Thanksgiving break officially starts. I do not have classes on Friday or Monday, so I will be heading out of Bloomsburg early uh, later this week for a 10, 11 day stay at home. I'm looking forward to all the turkey stuffing and pumpkin pie. Certainly, we'll be diving more into that next week. Looking at the Packers game before this all happens is Sunday at 1 p.m. from Lambeau Field. Uh, really, the Packers are a lot like the Ravens. A lot of injuries. No, no Rogers, uh, Ty Montgomery, and uh, 
and Aaron Jones, the other running back dealing with injuries. Brett Hundley injured his hamstring uh, in the 2023-16 win against the Bears. He's not expected to miss any time. However, uh, Ty Montgomery re-injured his rib Sunday against the Bears, unlikely uh, to play. And running back Aaron Jones is going to miss three to six weeks with an MCL injury uh, suffered on the opening drive against the Bears. So that means Jamal Williams is expected to start running back for the uh, Packers, who he has um, 101 yards and a touchdown on 31 carries this season. That cup along with the Packers offensive line and the backup quarterback certainly bodes well for the Ravens, but we've seen all season the defense tending to struggle on the road in particular. Uh, they, you know, uh, ever since the return of Brandy Williams, they have been a little better in that regard, but still some disappointing uh, instances like we saw against the Titans um, two week or I guess last Sunday now, not this past week. But uh, fellas, we'll go to Joe and then Chris. Just what do you thoughts going into this game? Um, you know, really, you would certainly like to see the Ravens play the Packers in Lambeau Field with some higher stakes. Um, you know, possibly two teams battling it out for a division win with, you know, going up against Aaron Rodgers against this vaunted Ravens defense. We thought going into the season, this was going to be one of the big games, but the way the season's played out, really just a lot of the star powers taken out of this game. So we'll go around and kind of give our thoughts about this game. We'll start off with Joe, um, just what your thoughts in general, and then a prediction of who you think is going to come out on top. This is one of those games in the beginning of the season when you look at the Ravens schedule and you circle as one of the probably the toughest games. I mean, Aaron Rodgers at home at Lambeau Field in late November. I mean, it doesn't get much tougher than that. He's obviously one of the best quarterbacks in the league when he's on the field. But given all the injuries, I mean, it makes the Ravens' injuries not look so bad. I mean, when Rodgers went down with the collarbone, he's the lifeblood of that team. And you see how bad they are when he's not on the field. I mean, they've gone there's one and two since his, since his absence. The roster's really not that good without him. So even on the road, Lambeau Field is a tough place to play, don't get me wrong, but this is a game the Ravens should win. I mean, Brett Humley's probably not going to be 100%. I know he'll probably play. Um, no Aaron Jones, probably no Tom Montgomery because he re-injured those ribs and is a running back. There's just no way that I think he'll be um, out there 100% when he's getting hit like that. It's just it's one of those games I just, I just don't really know. I'm indifferent about it because I, I, I think the Ravens have every tool to win this game, and I think – and the Packers' weaknesses are playing right into the Ravens' strengths, especially with um, without a running game. Brenton Hamley's going to have to rely on the passing game, and the Ravens' secondary has been the surprise strength of the defense this year. So I'll go. I think it's going to be low scoring because I just don't think the Packers' offense is very good, and neither is the Ravens, of course. So I'll go Ravens 17, Packers 13. Yeah, I, I like the train that Joe is on. I'm going to make a promise. Uh, for the rest of the season. I'm not going to say the Ravens will or the Ravens are going to for the rest of the season in regards to anything because I have no clue what they're going to do. From a week-to-week basis, this team, just it, it, it doesn't work. I, I don't know. I, I can say they're going to be great. They'll be horrible. And I'll say they'll be horrible. They'll be great. And, you know, the Packers, uh, you know, it would make sense if the Ravens stop the run give Hundley hell and uh, a couple turnovers would help the Ravens win this game. But then, you know, for all we know, the Packers will have a great day on the ground and and everything will go to hell because that's the way the season has gone. Um, I'm going to go Ravens. Uh, I'm going to go Ravens ugly. I'm going to go Ravens 10 to uh, 6, two field goals for the Packers. And honestly, the Ravens have every reason to win this game. They should be expected to win this game. 
Lambeau Field is special. The Green Bay crowd is going to be ruthless with or without Rodgers. I think this is going to be a very ugly win for the Ravens. That's what I would say on that. I, I just don't see this game being fun to watch for Packers fans or Ravens fans. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of agree with you guys. I'm going to go Ravens 19, Packers 16. I really think the bye week is going to help the Ravens. I know it's impossible to predict what they're going to do, like both of you guys said. But John Harbaugh teams historically have played well out of the bye. Uh, I think they would be expected to do that again this time. I know they've had a lot of injuries, and certainly getting some guys back I think is going to um, not necessarily make a huge difference, but it's going to help them. Uh, the Packers are just beat up all over, especially on offense. I'm going to go with the Ravens win here. One last topic on the Ebony Bird podcast before we take off. A little bit of a shorter version of the podcast today since there was no game to really talk about last week. A lot of us, we recapped the entire first half of the season on last week's episode. If you guys want to catch that, uh, be sure to check in the vault on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or our posts um, as well on ebonybird.com. The Pro Bowl, the ballot was released today. Uh, Of course, we wanted to discuss some potential Pro Bowl candidates on the Ravens. I'll be the first to admit I don't watch the Pro Bowl. I don't care about it. I think it's a joke. I don't plan on watching it. I am, in fact, planning on going to the Royal Rumble in Philadelphia with some friends that night. Um, I will not be watching it at all. Potential players that I think we could see on the on the Pro Bowl bout this year. I definitely think Jimmy Smith's uh, Jimmy Smith could have a good chance to get his first Pro Bowl nod. I think C.J. Mosley is having another solid season up there. I think Brandon Williams, if he stays healthy and is continues to be a dominant force in the trenches, could possibly be um, a Pro Bowl. Elect, And then I do also think that Justin Tucker and Sam Cook, as well as Morgan Cox, are always up for grabs on the special teams uh, unit, proving to be the Wolfpack to be one of the best units in the NFL. So we'll go to Chris and then Joe first. Any other names you can add to that list, or do you disagree with any of my picks um, or any other ones that you feel you should add to this list? With all the alternates, I wouldn't be shocked if Brandon Carr was at least an alternate. I think he's played fantastic. Ryan Jensen comes to mind, too. Ryan Jensen might be the one guy but on the offense, but I, I would say Ronnie Stanley um, more than Jensen. Uh, Ronnie Stanley, if there's an offensive player, I would think it'd be Stanley because I don't know how many people outside of Baltimore know Ryan Jensen. I think I, – and Richard did a good post on saying how the Pro Bowl is a popularity contest and out-of-town voters aren't going to know a lot of the Ravens players. Um, and I like that point. I would say Ronnie Stanley has a chance because I think he's been the one gem for the Ravens offensive line. Um, and Jensen's played well. Um, I'd go Jimmy Smith and Sam Cook as the only two players that I really think are locks. I don't even think Justin Tucker's a lock because we haven't given him enough chances to kick field goals. Yeah, I'll go with Mosley for sure. Uh, Jimmy Smith will definitely get the nod because he's playing so well. I think Tuck will get in uh, just because of the household name. Still one of the best kickers, um, opportunities or not. I think he's he's probably one if probably the best known Raven to be honest. I mean, other than maybe Mosley, which is pretty sad because he's our best. Yeah, player. Mosley should be a Pro Bowler too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> Williams, I think deserves it, but the injuries might hurt him. I think he could be an alternate if um, he stays healthy. Think he's playing the way he does, like you said, Jake. I think he'll be in. But I don't really know if there's anyone else he could really. State, like he's a definitive lock for the Pro Bowl, which is, I mean, most of the guys were on defense, that's how it always is, but I mean, oh, then maybe, like you said, like Ronnie Stanley or Ryan Jensen, I mean, there's not an offensive skill player that you could point and say that person deserves to be in the Pro Bowl, mostly defensive guys. 
And certainly there could be a surprise like Jeremy Zuta, like we saw last year, because the Pro Bowl, a lot of people would make it as alternates. A lot of players don't end up going. But certainly if you are a guy like Jimmy Smith who's never made it before and you've battled a lot of injuries and worked hard to get where you're at, uh, certainly it would be nice to see him. He, he was the big one that could be the big name uh, that would be really nice if the Ravens were able to send him. So with that, we'll say until next time for the Emily Bird podcast. Again, the Ravens getting set to travel to Green Bay. To face the uh, Packers 1 o'clock on Sunday, of course, uh, the weather could be a factor like it always is in Green Bay. So, again, uh, follow us on Twitter at Ebony underscore Bird and check us out at EbonyBird.com. And, again, the podcast is on iTunes and Block Talk Radio. I'm Jay McDonald, 95, contributor Jake McDonald on Twitter. Our two site experts, Chris Schistler at FootballMan58 and Joe Schiller at Joe Schiller with two R's on Twitter. Be sure to download our app and check out all of the Great content we have up there. We are the Emily Bird Podcast brought to you by Fansided, and we will see you next week after hopefully another Ravens win. 